Hey everybody and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I'm Doug Brown, your host, joined as always by Andrew Whitman, my tag team partner. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good, man. Good. I'm good to be back, man. It's a little chilly out today. We're a little, get, the, get, the, get the fleece on. I'm rocking the vest. And, it is cold. You know, I guess we got to experience winter for a day or two here in South Carolina. Yeah, so. well, I'm, Happy I'd rather not, but all right, <laughs> if we have to. Yeah. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope everyone out there is, is doing great. I um, hope you had a good holiday season. And um, we're just going to continue our little journey along, uh, kind of marching through the Book of Acts. Um, it, from a certain perspective, I want to make, we're not just kind of going through page to page, coast to coast on Acts. We're... We're hitting this specifically looking at the power in the name of Jesus. Right, and how it's happening, right, what's happening with that. Right, because right. that's, 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 that's really the yeah. narrative we're kind of looking Yeah, I want to like let that pop the, out. The lens yeah. we're, we're viewing this through right. is the, the faith in his name. And the right. basis and of the his name. Basis right. of his name. And, and then, then how all, do we operate in that? Right. So and this is the practical side. Remember, we did the first couple of weeks was yeah. all like the foundation of it, right? Right. So now we want to talk about the practice. How does this work in real life? And it, 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 we don't really, in church circles, when we teach the book of Acts, there's this, this kind of thing out there that this all happened back then, and it doesn't happen now, and this stopped with the last apostle, mm. and all this other kind you know. But I want to, I, I this is what we do at Logos Uncovered, like make it real and practical and see that it didn't stop then, and really what are the principles that happened? We don't even talk about these principles in church, uh, really. Um to see how, if you look at this, like, why do these things, here's a question, I guess. Why does this these this thing, the way it's written, how come we don't see it in life right, right. Now? that's a question that a lot of people are wondering. And that's my, that's been my yeah. entire, uh, <clears throat> every, uh, my obsession is to get the word to work in my life, to see it work in my life the way it's written. <laughs> right. That's been my obsession. Right. Since I've been like 12 years old, right? So that's what we're trying to do is help people walk through that so that they can see this power mm-hmm. work. And I'm telling you, once you see it, you know, the first time you're like, well, I don't know if that might be a fluke. And then the second time you're like, well, I don't know. But after you start living like this and the, and the, the power of God just keeps showing up because he does, because he's faithful and true, mm-hmm. you get ruined, I call it. Like you can't, you couldn't get me to not believe and not, not get me to go to him first. Right. Not get me to use the name of you. You couldn't get me not to. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's what we're yeah. trying to get the folks to, like if you're dialed into this that's our goal here is to uncover this stuff so that you could experience that same thing in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so where we had left off last time was we had, we had just a recap. Uh, we kind of came to this recurring theme of the disciples, uh, Peter and John, and, and I guess James probably, and some of the others that are there. Yeah, the 12. They're the, just the, hanging out in Jerusalem. They were told, go everywhere, go go to the uttermost parts of the earth and take this message with you and, and, and baptize people in my name and, 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 you know, all these signs and wonders are going to follow. And, and they kind of just stay in Jerusalem for a while. And then they go out a little bit and they come back and they go a little bit more and then they come back and then they basically set up a commune and they're living as, as uh, you know, hippies in the, in, in, you know, on, on, on some farm where they have all things in common because who knows why? Maybe people stopped doing business with them. I, I don't know, but it just, it, they, they became very inward focused. That was that, that's the key. Whatever you want to say, they were definitely inward focused. Right. And the commission is not, it's outward, outward. focused. Right. And this is, um, my wife and I were talking about that, you know, just last night, Kimmy and I were talking, cause you're looking at all the unrest that's in the, the world system right now. Mm-hmm. You the American elections and the COVID and all of the, you know, 
what's China doing? What's Russia doing? You know, what's right? All these things. It's just unrest. It's the world system. And a lot of people are like, I just want to go, you know, get on an island somewhere and be away from it all. I just want to cut myself off from all right. of it. And just like, that's what, that's like a, a monastery, it's a monk's mindset or a nun's mindset. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, except Jesus said that's not what our job is. Our job is to go into the world. It's also not realistic, and it's not going to benefit well, you. Well, a lot or of people else. close and say, "I want to get off the grid. I just want to yeah. unplug. I want to." That's good for a vacation mm. to withdraw yourself. And I'll tell you, my mom and dad. Um, this is one of the things they got so right. All of the kids we went to public school, and there was a big thing when I was growing up that that there's the beginning of the Christian school and the homeschool and all that. It was a big right. thing, and there was a huge pressure on them to put their kids in a Christian school or do homeschooling. Huge pressure. And this is one of the things I was really, um, it kind of, when I look back on them, I'm kind of a little bit surprised, but they were like, no, all of our kids are going to public school because we are to let our light shine. Mm. If you're not in public school, those kids will never see you living out there. And they used to tell me this, you're the only Bible most of those people are ever going to read. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. If you're not there... They're Nobody's not, representing him. No one's representing, right? And yeah. that's one of the things they got so right was that we're his ambassadors. Yeah. We're his agents here on the earth. We're his interpreters. We're the we're literally the body, the hands mm. and the feet, the eyes and the ears of Christ. And if we're we withdraw and we're not bringing this message and bringing this power and bringing the name to people, they're not going to how do they even know it exists? Like right. you can't just c- huddle and I'm not speaking against Christian schools or homeschooling or you know monasteries or convents or Jesus said that's not what we should do. They tried to do that in in the Church of Jerusalem and ultimately it failed. Mm. And the power left. They got comfortable. Remember at the beginning we saw the shadows passing people on the streets. Everybody's getting healed, and then it's then all of a sudden they start getting killed. Right. Once they're like they have they're getting out of jail. Like they they're get you know they're they're immune to it. Right, remember this from last week? And then, yeah. right, the, but now, Stephen, which we didn't really dive into, but Stephen, because he's preaching the same exact message that Peter and John did, they didn't get killed. Then they preached it again. They didn't get killed. Then he goes and preaches it, and he does get killed. And we talked about the timeline last week. That all happens. That first two years is what happens. Mm. Stephen gets uh, killed at the end of the second year. So all this power is happening, and so you'll see this. You got this like you got this like two year window, where they're taking Jerusalem, but then they camp out and they don't go into Judea or Samaria. And then finally, last week we saw in chapter eight, that's like the beginning of the third year. Mm-hmm. Philip is like, well, Stephen just got killed. I guess I better go back to what the Rama was, which is the other, you know, Samaria. We haven't even gone there yet. We haven't even left Jerusalem. Right. So then he goes, and that, and we're going to see. We'll pick up uh, Paul. Uh, Paul or Saul, he has his, you know, he gets born again on the road to Damascus, like right after we left off with Philip. So this is the the beginning of the third year. And then uh, as we go through the next few chapters, we're going to see that's another 14-year period. Mm. 14 years from chapter 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. So those five chapters is 14 years. And so in that time period is... He said that's the beginning of when we when reduced to Saul becomes Paul, right? And then fourteen years goes by before he begins his missionary mis- journey. Missionary his mission, right? Right. And so, and you'll see his first missionary journey is in like forty eight A.D. 
it's the fifteenth year or since Jesus mm-hmm. was cru- since Jesus gave the commission. It took them fifteen years to get to the uttermost. Right? It took them two years and and listen. And I've been in this position too, where like when I was doing pastoring clock 1.0, when I mean, at the end, I'm like, this isn't the covenant. My bills aren't getting paid. There's no provision. There isn't, yeah. right? God's not here. What I could just keep trying to beat this dead horse, right? But he's not here. This isn't the covenant. When you're saying that, that you're not seeing God's hand move, it's because you don't belong there anymore. You're not doing the next thing. You can't get blood from a stone, right? That's right. Other, and and know, so right. when everything dries up, don't yeah. be like, God, why is this happening? Be like, God, where did I miss it? Right. <laughs> These guys, it took them a long time to figure out where they were missing it. And so what happened, we're going to see here today. They're not doing the uttermost parts. They're not even relieving Jerusalem. We saw they Philip went to Samaria. They, they sent Peter and John. They go to Samaria. They lay hands on people. They get filled with the Holy Ghost. What did they do? They came back. They go right back to Jerusalem. Yeah. It's like you're not even doing Judea. You go to Samaria, and then you leave, and you go back to home base. Like, this is not right. So then the persecution, right, is, is going to increase because— and there's going to be less and less provision, less and less healings, less and less power, and that's what we see the Jerusalem church— becomes almost invalid by the time, and it, and it is completely destroyed by 70 AD because the whole city's knocked out. Right. Well, we also talked about the idea that the, the of challenging status quo. Correct. But it gets to a point where when you've done that, in, you, you can't drag people to believe what you believe. Right. It's time to go somewhere else. If you keep antagonizing, you end up kind of moving into that transition of where you're fighting against flesh and blood. Right, correct. You're not, and then you're, not cre- really, you're creating a new status quo for you. Right. You're not really discipling anybody. You're not, you're doing not really any, attracting right. anybody. And that's you're, what, you're banging, you're, you're, you're fighting people, against, and, and, and that's it is flesh and blood, when and they're going to fight back. Correct. And I think we're seeing that in this country Absolutely. right now. The church is not. And so people are like, well, persecution's coming. Well, persecution needs to come so we can get back to actually walking in the power in the name of Jesus, because if that's the only way that—because that's what happens— you camp out long enough. That's how Stephen got killed. That's how we're going to see James, the brother of John, gets killed. That's right. That's mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they're martyrs for God. No, it's, they didn't have to be. Right. If you yeah. were doing the commission, because we see God show up every time. He shows up right every time that they're doing the right thing. The angel of the Lord shows up. Mm. We saw this last week, right? Who did the angel of the Lord? Like first, we saw the angel of the Lord is with John and mm-hmm. Peter. Right. Angel of the Lord. Angel of the Lord. He's uh, then. Stephen gets m- martyred. He gets killed. Philip's like, jinky scoob, I yeah, better go up to Samaria. And the angel of the Lord goes with him. Then the apostles come up, lay hands on people. They get filled with the Holy Ghost. They go back to Jerusalem. Where's the angel of the Lord go? Goes with Philip. Goes with Philip. If he's a Philip, I got something else for you to do. Because he's doing the work he's doing that he the was work. told to do. And that they were not, all told to do. Right, right, and he's not an apostle. So this <laughs> right. thing about is uh, it'll die with the last apostle. Philip ain't an apostle. He was waiting tables. He was just a regular guy. They made the deacon. And when I say deacon, we think that that's some religious thing. He was the guy that was taking the meals on wheels right. in the socialist commune. Right. And then when he saw that, that Stephen, who was also another fellow deacon, a guy handing out the meals on wheels in the socialist commune, he got killed. Philip's like, well, listen, I, you don't need to hit me with another sign. You know, I don't need to be right. hit twice over the head with this. Clearly, I'm not doing the right thing. So let's. So the commission was, oh, Samaria. Okay, let me go. To, let's go. And then the power starts to happen again in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus. I, but I think again, like not to yeah. go to this point. I, what we're going to see in these stories that we've already seen already is when you do what you're told to do, 
or it's suggested that you do, and you go where you're told to go, power, help, the Holy Spirit that goes with you. It follows right. When, yes. when you don't, when you swim against the, the current, when yep. you go the wrong way, things happen that was not his intention for you. Correct. Dare I say his will. It's not his will, right. And we go, well, you know, God's in control. Uh, where you let him, if he's <laughs> in control, if if you did what he suggested, told you to do, <laughs> yes. that you perceived to do, then he's in control there. That's how uh, Peter and John not only pull that guy up, the beggar up, but then they can't kill him. Right. Then they put him in prison. Then they're out of prison. Right. They escape. Remember, it's like yeah. they they the prison shut up. The guards are all there, and then the the Sanhedrin and the big court and all the the senators and everybody comes back. And they're like, bring him before us, and they're like, he's gone. The prison shut up. And then there's like, oh, he's uh, they're over there in the temple. Remember that? Right? What do you suppose would have happened had the the Holy Spirit or the angel Lord told them go back to the temple where you were, and what if they, they like did. gone and gone home? Or they were like, hey, let's go to Judea and Samaria. Right. Like. I don't know. Right. Wouldn't have been good, probably, if we were following this trend of, of right. You know, it only it, again. God's not on my side. He's not on my enemy's side. He's on His side. Right. What side do I want to be on? You want to be on His. And I'm going to be only on be on His. Right. By following what the He suggests. Correct. You do. Correct. Right. And it is a suggestion because. You have the choice to do it or not do it. Mm. He's not going to make you. Right. And you know God doesn't make it. He's like, God's in control. You know that's not true because he, if he was and he was making, he made you do the stuff that you were supposed to do, you know that you would be doing better in life right now. That's all of us. <laughs> right. He doesn't make me do anything. Right. I get to. Yes. I get to obey him, but, but he doesn't is, make me. The choice Correct. is yours. Correct. So where are we picking up today? We're going to pick up an Acts 9. Where, cool. Remember, Saul was the guy. He was standing at the feet. He's holding all the stuff, the coats and everybody, uh, while, they're, the, while they're stoning Stephen. Right. So he's a young guy. He's coming up through the ranks, but he's a super zealot against the church. Hmm. Now, is anybody doing the uttermost parts of the earth right now? Don't in the commission, so. we no. barely we just we barely Judea got to Samaria, Samaria. right? Like, barely for like a quick weekend, and we came correct, back. and we came back. So, but there's nobody going further than that. So God's like, I need to find a guy. Do you remember from our other series when he's like looking for Abraham, and it wasn't Job, and it wasn't Noah? Like he waited a thousand years yeah. from Noah to Abraham, and he finally found a guy that would teach his kids. God's looking for a guy that will do the uttermost parts of the earth, because <laughs> he doesn't have these the 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 ones that were with him clearly not. Because it's been two years, I have to, right. The persecution comes. One of their own gets killed, and finally, one guy, Philip, who's not even in the you know leadership apostles, right? He goes, and then he goes to Samaria. Right. Finally, found one guy to go to Samaria, and then God's like, "What do we get?" And then they go right back to Jerusalem. He's like, "Well, I got to find somebody, right?" So that's where this story takes place, and I wanted okay. to look at it through those... Through that perspective. That perspective. I gotcha. God's finding a guy to fulfill the commission in the uttermost parts of the earth. Right. Again, just to be clear, it's very clear that Saul was not his first choice, right? Yeah, he's, he's throwing people in jail. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is his how His first far, choice was Peter. Who right. was, upon this the, rock, I'm going to build my the church. The guys that got the original commission. Correct. In first person. First person. So now <laughs> they're not doing it. Right. And no wonder they're getting killed. Right. People, it's not God doing it to you. The worst thing that happened to them when they were operating in the name is they got canceled. Remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were infamous. 
in those circles, but the people love they all people spoke highly of them. Do you remember that? Right. Held them in high regard because they right. comported themselves in a manner that everyone respected. The only people that didn't like them were the ones that was messing yeah. with their pocketbook or power. And somehow we went from there to a year or two later. Now there's probably some of the same people are picking up stones to, to kill Stephen. Right. It didn't say the Pharisees killed him. It was people in in the They uh, in had the enough. Right. So because you don't you, you haven't done the commission. Yeah. You're not following you're not obedient. Right. Okay, so now let's start. I'm gonna read out of the Amplified, but I'm gonna switch and if you have your e-sword up, because I want there's yeah, gonna yeah. be some stuff that we're gonna look at. Okay. Now Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Now disciples is not apostles. Mm. That's going to be anyone that was with those guys. Anybody that was a disciplined one. Yep. We're all, if you're a disciplined one, you're a disciple. Not just the 12, but the 120 that were up there. And now they've added to the church how many? Who knows? Thousands yeah. and thousands. We know from the last couple of chapters, it was 3,000 one time, 5,000 another right. time. Then all those people that Philip, right, about 20,000 with men, women, and children. So this, it's growing, and everybody that is, a, that is a disciple of the Lord and relentless in his search for believers. So now there's two kinds of people here in this verse. There's disciples that he's going to murder, and there's believers that he's searching for. Just because you're a believer doesn't mean you're a disciple. Mm. A disciple is a disciplined one. Now think of like, you know, uh, in martial arts. A lot of people show up in their white belts to learn martial arts. The disciplined ones are the ones that get different colored belts as we go up. They right. get They advance. Right. Those are the disciplined ones, not just the ones that show up for class, but the ones that actually practice. Right. It's the same thing. You found that? Mm -hmm. Okay. He went to the high priest and he asked for letters of authority from him to the synagogues at Damascus, which is up in Syria. Syria. So now we're going past. So here's a guy who's against the commission going to the synagogues to make sure that this doesn't go to the uttermost parts. Of the, his like he's main going to mission, places where like we haven't even been to yet. Right. This Just, hasn't even he's, gone He's getting to out yet. in front. He is getting out in front. He's going to yeah. make sure that if anybody did get up there, I'm going to arrest them. We'll stop this from yeah. leaving Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem. Right. So he's already going past the boundaries of the first two where the apostles went. So he goes to the synagogue of Damascus. So if so that if he found any men or women that were belonging to the way, that is, believers or followers of Jesus as the Messiah, uh, men and women alike, he could arrest them and bring them back bound with chains to Jerusalem. Hmm. So they're like, we got a guy. We'll stop this from leaving. So it's already in Jerusalem. It went to Judea and Samaria because of Philip. So they go beyond the borders and make sure we get to the next level out of Syria and Damascus, that we stop this before it goes any further. Mm. In the synagogues. Right. You don't care about Gentiles. Right. Yeah. You don't care. He's a Jew's Jew, as you'll see here as we go. Well, as he approached in verse 3, Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and the majesty of Christ. And he fell on the ground and he heard a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Master? And Jesus, and, and he answered, he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Hmm. Now, again, this is a choice for Paul. Saul. He's still Saul at this point. Right. And the men who were traveling with him were terrified. I'm sure. I'll bet you Paul was too. Saul was too. And they stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. 
And Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. He's blinded. It's like looking into the sun. If you saw the glory of the Lord without sunglasses, it's like looking at an eclipse, a solar eclipse without sunglasses. He's blinded. He can't see anything. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. So this is like a 911 call now. Like they're, they're like, well, let's, let's go to the city and see if we can get you some help. And he was unable to see for three days, and neither did he eat or drink. So he's three days. This is, a, this is messing with his entire system. This is a traumatic event. Yeah. Now in Damascus, there was a what? Disciple. An apostle? No. Disciple. A believer? A disciplined one. A disciplined one named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, here am I, Lord. And the Lord said, get up and go to the street called Straight and ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying there. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him that he may regain his sight. And Ananias decided, okay, Lord. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll leave right now. Ananias answered and said, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man. Now I want to just hang on. This dude is in Damascus and he's already a disciple. So even though the apostles haven't gone, he did. He got somebody there. got yeah. there and he's already a disciple. And this has been obviously going on for a while because for he's while. been coming back and forth. And, and he knows about he knows this guy. Saul. So we're, yeah. remember, this is like year three now. Three right. years have gone by since Jesus gave the commission. Lord, I've heard from many people about this man, especially how much suffering and evil he has brought on your saints, God's people. Now, what does it define saints as? God's people. Mm. If you're a believer, you're a saint. If you're a disciple, you're a saint. You are a saint once you get into the covenant. Well, as soon as you get born again, you're one of God's people. You are a saint. So anywhere you see that, you're a saint. I know we've made it religious or whatever, sure. like there's levels of that, but it's not. So at Jerusalem, and verse 14, and here in Damascus, he has authority from the high priest to put in chains all who call on your name. Your name. Wow. So not just not just believers. Not believers, not disciples. It's the people that call on, on your his name. name. Wow. Confessing you as Savior. But the Lord said to him, go for this man is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my, my name mm. before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. He puts them last, though. Yeah, because he's, he's, this is his guy for the uttermost parts. Of, but yeah. there are sons of Israel throughout the uttermost parts sure. of the earth. All right, now I want to I flip over to, I'll read it and amplify them. For I will make clear to him how much he must suffer and endure for my name's sake. That's verse 16. I right. want to read that in the King, because this makes it like, God, like, why would you, if you called me, if you, I was like doing my stuff and I'm successful at what I'm doing. And then you meet me in a vision and say, listen, you're going to have to suffer a lot of pain and endurance and stuff for me. I'm not buying on to that. <laughs> that's not a deal you're signing up that's for? That's not a deal. But people act like, well, that's what we, that's the deal. When you get born again, when you become a disciple, when, when you knew that this is why people don't use the name, because they're afraid, well, for his name's sake, I'm going to suffer a lot. Have you, right? Sure. That's why yeah. people don't use the name, because they're afraid to get canceled. They're afraid, to get, they're afraid they're going to suffer. So they just kind of shy back. Listen, I don't want to put my head up. I don't want to make any waves. I don't want the devil seeing me or anybody else. Verse 16. 
in the King James says, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now you have the, the King, uh, the, the E sword, right? I do. I'm, I got it right here. Okay. I want you to look at, we'll start at the bottom and we'll work up. All right. See where it says for my name's sake. Yeah. You could cross out the word sake in your Bible. It's not in the Greek. Interesting. If you look at it, there's two words. There's one, my, mu, and nomo, name, my yeah. name. Yeah. Did you see that? I got it right here. Yep. So name. I want you to, so let's read it now. We'll take, we cross sake out because people are like, for Jesus' sake. It's not for the sake of Jesus. His name is greater. It's above all names. There's nothing you could do or not do to make it any greater or less than it is. Good point. Yeah. So that's just religious nonsense. Right. It's not there in the text. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name. End of period. Okay. So it's my name. Now, my name. let's back up because it says suffer. I want you to look at that word. It should be like patho, pacos. Yep. And then what's it say? What's the first word in the definition? Experience. Experience. All right, stop right there. <laughs> See, we religiously say suffer. It's not the word suffer. It's the word experience. So now let's read it. For I will show him how great things he must experience for my name. Dude. Wow. That's a huge reveal. Massive difference. I, I mean, it's like night and day. That would blow entire theologies it does. out of the water. That's why we don't like to and do that. And doctrines and all that. That's why we don't like to look that up. We don't like to look that. That's we not convenient. Yeah, let's let's just go with suffer. Um, it's experience. Experiences can be sometimes bad, and experiences can sometimes be good, and sometimes experiences are just neutral. Right. There's three. I'll say it That's like this. That's all in the eye of the beholder, though, right? Isn't it? There's three responses to anything because you experience. Because I thought, like you know, you've been through a lot of stuff in your life. You've been. Yes. You know, combat marine and, and war veteran, yeah. and, and you know, I, you know, I wrestled in high school and, and I went to college. And if if, if you dropped us off at separate parts yeah. on a day like today, in the middle of nowhere, my level of comfort is going to go to zero because it's cold, it's rainy, I have no clothes, right. I, I have no supplies, I have no Netflix. Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh, cool, man! I'm out in the woods. Well, back at it again. <laughs> you know, right, are you following the same experience, same right. same environment? Right. Two different, different experiences. experiences. And this is my. I point. would be in pain yeah. and discomfort. You'd be like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's always it's everything that you experience. It depends on your response to it. Right. Whether it was a good experience, a bad experience, or just a neutral experience. Yeah. People say, "Oh, today's a bad day." 2020 was a bad year. For me, that's not my experience. Nope. We were all going through COVID together. We all went through the economy together. We all went through the political whatever together. But 2020 was a great experience because of his name. Right. It was almost life. it was almost like a refiner's fire. If it was it just I mean I, in a sense know, like you, you you I gotta tell you, dude, I'm you know, my, my twenty twenty one is setting up where my op tempo, like my travel schedule is booking super fast right now. I mean, I'd like and I'm like, I want to go back to COVID. You know what I mean? I'm like, I liked doing, I liked being at my house and in my jammies. And yeah. I liked doing everything from the basement. And you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I love being on my house, all my family together. And we didn't have all this stuff, you know. Right. But, but that experience, if I went into it with that attitude, it would not be a good experience for his name. But I need to go where God's telling me to go, when he's telling mm -hmm. me to go. And it will be a good experience. Right. Because when you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of whatever is there. Right. 
It's not, I'm not, I don't believe that there's, in fact, I know if there is going to be suffering, it's because I'm not going where his name is taking me. I was listening to a story um, by a guy that did, uh, left his life in England and went to become uh, a monk. He wanted to, you know, in a little yeah. monastery in the Himalayas. Yeah. And he was talking about this experience where, you know, he'd been there for a few months and, if, you know, you eat two meals a day. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's, it's, curry vegetables and rice every day it ain't steak and yeah. surf a turf so he said one day he's like they brought out ice cream he said i had to pinch myself did i really see ice cream and sure enough there's big cups scoops ice cream and then they, then they brought out the, the curry and the rice and i was so excited i hadn't seen this in forever and it looks like it was a hot summer day and he's they put it down and then i noticed i looked up and everybody was pushing the ice cream to the middle of the table and it's like immediately my thoughts of joy turned to i don't like this and this isn't, I don't, I don't know, I'm not so sure about this, a little skeptic. And then they realized they were pulling the vegetables and the rice first. And he goes, then it hit me. Our meals, we were, we were instructed to eat very slowly. So now I know it's going to take me an hour. Like we're literally eating like one, one grain, grain of rice at a time, time yeah. right? There's goes, nothing going to be left in the ice. So my mentality was, went from like joy to uncertainty to now like anger and he's like, at it, it, the end of the thing, at the end of the day, we didn't eat the ice cream because it right. all melted. It all melted. But it, he's like, it taught me to, to really remove any sort of initial expectation and go into an experience just blank slate, blank slate, yeah. fresh eyes. Right. And I think like kind of what you're saying is like that's the same thing here is you're you 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 have to go in wherever you go, wherever you're told to go, drop your expectation. Drop your preconceived notion. Preconceived, it's in his it, name. Right. It has to go. It's in his name. And yeah. let him know that he knows what, what's coming next. Right. So, and we'll see this as we go later, but when Paul gets thrown in, this is in his second journey, gets thrown into the Philippian jail, he gets beaten and they put in stocks and chains with Silas. They're like, oh, he's suffering. Yet, what happens is they're singing praises, earthquake mm. comes, everything, right? Right. And then the, the Philippian jailer and the entire family gets born again, and that's where the Philippian church starts of the book of Philippians. Right. God put him there for a reason. To to reach this guy, just like my mom and dad sent us to public school for a reason. It might be the only right. child. Right, are you following this? Yeah. So and he doesn't stay there. And if he you don't listen, God God doesn't keep you under. It's not I mean people think, oh, I'm suffering for Jesus. It, you experience things and you know what? That experience of Paul in prison was a great experience. If you asked him, he didn't care that he got beaten or that he was in chain. He's like the earthquake came, God delivered us, and people got born again, and we started a great church. Yeah, look what came out of it. Yeah. Not what you would have thought, seeing that being dragged off to jail. Right. Are you following this? So, yeah. that's, so he's going to experience great things. Right. Great things. Great things. I'm going to experience great things. And he did. Paul, there's, we'll see it as we go. There's, I mean, we talked about Peter's shadow. Paul, they were sending him like handkerchiefs for him to just touch and then they would send the handkerchief, and people would get healed when they put the handkerchief on them from another city somewhere. Wow. So they, I can't make it. I can't bring them here, yeah. but here's a, here's a handkerchief. Would you, like, hold it? And so he holds the handkerchief, and they say, so these things that Paul would hold handkerchiefs and pray over, and then those people would be healed based on that. So now we're sending healings. He's not, it's not his shadow. He doesn't even have to be there. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty That's awesome. a great thing to experience in the name of Jesus. Have you ever experienced that? I haven't. No. Hmm. Maybe I should get like a pile of handkerchiefs and start praying on them, start sending them to people. I don't know. 
so what do you are you seeing how this is like so and why yeah. does God say that he's going to experience great things for Ryan? he said I'm going you're going to go to my God is finding somebody to do the uttermost parts of the earth because nobody else wants to leave Jerusalem yeah this guy's willing to travel he's willing to go out and, willing to do it mm-hmm. and willing to experience all we got to do is give an experience that he changes his perspective forever and changes right. his heart so Ananias in verse 17 left and he entered the house and he laid his hands on Saul and he said brother Saul the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road came to as you came to Damascus has sent me that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to pro- proclaim Christ both to the Jews and the Gentiles. And immediately like something like scales fell off of Saul's eyes and he regained his sight and he got up and he was baptized and he took some food and he was strengthened. Mm. So he gets filled with the Holy Ghost right here. Now Paul gets power. He also is water baptized. He gets his sight back and he's eating and now... What's the first thing that he does is he gets up and he decides this. For several days afterward, Paul remained with the disciples who were at Damascus. Gets his strength back up, and he immediately began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogue, saying, this man is the Son of God, the promised Messiah. And all those who heard him continually to be ama- continue to be amazed, saying, isn't this the guy who came from Jerusalem and attacked all those who called on the name of Jesus? And he came here to Damascus for the express purpose of bringing those bound with chains before the uh, chief priest, who? The people that believed in the name of Jesus. But Paul increased in strength more and more, and he continued to perplex the Jews who lived in Damascus by examining theological evidence and proving with Scripture that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, and the Anointed One. Remember, he's a Pharisee. Paul is a Pharisee's Pharisee. He knows the Old Testament Scripture better than anybody. He Mm. knows it better than Peter, John. None of the disciples, the first 12 disciples, the apostles, they were all businessmen, tax collectors. There was no Pharisee amongst that group. They weren't learned people in the sense of the law. This guy has a doctorate in the law. He knows exactly. He had to memorize the first five books of the Bible. Remember we talked about Mm -hmm. that in order to even pass his first certification. Then he gets filled with the Holy Ghost, and he sees all throughout the Scripture how Jesus is the Messiah. Every he sees prophet, it all linking up. Right, the yeah. same way Jesus did. Remember we talked yeah. about that with the hypostasis, right, where Jesus right. had to see in Psalm 22. Jesus had to see in Psalm 2. Jesus had to see in Psalm 16. Jesus had to see in Isaiah. Paul immediately sees it all. And after considerable time had passed, about three years or so, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul, and they were also watching at the city's gate night and day, so they could kill him, but his disciples took him at night and let him down through an opening in the wall and lowering in the basket. Then he shows up at Jerusalem. Now, the Amplify says it was about three years. Right. They're throwing that in there, but it takes three years. But what happens is Paul leaves after a couple of weeks, goes to Jerusalem. They're, they're like, we don't want anything to do. We'll see here in a minute. Anything. And he goes, and Paul says in his testimony later, that he was in, in Arabia in the desert for three years being taught personally of Jesus. Mm. So that's this three okay. years time, right? Okay. So, And then more another decade goes by before Paul sets off on his first missionary journey. So you have this like fifth, he, so he goes back to Tarsus for that 10 years before Barnabas goes and gets him. So he really doesn't start his ministry for 14 years. That's a lot of, lot of prep time. A lot of prep time. Yeah. He just doesn't just run out. Yeah. So he sees it. So they let him down at the basket at night. 
Uh, their plot came to be known by Psalm verse 24. They are also watching the city's gates night and day to kill him. The disciples let him down through a basket and an opening in the wall. And he arrived in verse 26 in Jerusalem and tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. They think I'll he's bet. an infiltrator. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guy just, you know, no, dude, I, I, I switched my Instagram account. Yeah. I'm no, different really. Now. I'm different like, now. Like, no, look, look, at my, look at my more recent post. Yeah. They're like, no, you were just here when we killed Stephen. Yeah. These people are emotionally, they, they are forget. not having it. Yeah. No. They ain't having it. Yeah. However, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And described to them how Saul had been seen the Lord on the road to Damascus and how he had spoken to him and how at Damascus Saul had preached openly and spoke confidently in the name of Jesus. Like that, that's the, the I'm guessing the key that kind of won them over because you can say, oh, I had this experience and now I'm a believer. But if you go out and you publicly And he's publicly preach, preaching the name. He's not in just the saying, synagogues. I'm in the, right. He is. Right, he is like, not, okay, maybe yeah. you're one of us. You can stay. So literally, Paul's the first one that we, the Bible note, wrote, notates is preaching the name of Jesus in the uttermost, in Damascus, right. which is beyond the boundaries. So he was with them moving around freely among them. In Jerusalem, speaking out boldly in the name of the Lord, and as he was talking and arguing with the Greek-speaking Jews, they were attempting to kill him. Remember, they, these are the ones that were like, "We're not getting our share." The, the Jerusalem yeah. Jews are getting more. They're already them. upset. Yeah, yeah. And when the brothers found out about the plot, they brought him down to Caesarea Martima and sent him off to Tarsus, his hometown. So. What you'll see from Paul's testimony later. So he's in Damascus. He leaves. He goes to Saudi Arabia for three years. He comes back to Jerusalem, and they're still holding the grudge. Hmm. Barnabas says, yeah, I know he's good, man. Like, and, and then they send him back to his hometown. Like, just go back to Tarsus, which is also way up in Syria. And he spends 10 years at Tarsus. So the and I, and tradition tells us that he was going to university there. Really? Yeah, because so he had his Jewish. What, what do you had, suppose he was studying there? Philosophy. That's how when he gets to Mars Hill, he can talk about oh, Socrates right. and Aristotle, yeah. and right, he knows about the Stoicism. He's using their own philosophers yeah. to argue the word, right? Because he's remember, and hypostasis came from Aristotle, that's right. Out, right? So he learns this from during this ten years. He goes back to school. While he's making tents, so and again, tradition tells us that it was not just tents; it was leather making. It was like a leather, you know. They they did a lot of leather stuff, not just tents, but all kind of leather products that his family did. They were kind of a rich Jewish family. Yeah. In Tarsus, they were, um, you know, of the tribe of Benjamin. Enough, they were rich enough that they could send Saul down to Jerusalem to become a Pharisee. It's like boarding school. Right. Trees like a trust fund, baby. Right. right. So it's a rich family. Right. They send him back up there, and he's working in the family business. He's going to college again. He's back in university. And I'm sure every time someone comes in or a customer, and he's probably still talking about the name of Jesus. It doesn't say this, but I'm sure that's what he was doing. He sure. was a zealot. Yeah, that experience changes you for life. Not right. Just You're not just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to talk about, about it. it. So what he's right. doing is he, as he goes, he's, he's still fulfilling the co right. right. Okay, you following this? I'm with you. That's cool. Yeah, of course, it's not really, it's not spelled out here. No, but this, that's what, but, it, but if you look at all of Paul's writings, you can backfill a lot of these things, which yeah. we don't have time to do it here, but sure. there's books out there on Paul's, like you could, you know, harmonize all the epistles and what Paul's story was, and you could see these things, mm -hmm. um, and there's some great stuff out there that you could read. I, I got one I can see. Yeah, yeah, want. definitely. Okay, 
It's uh, written, I don't know the name. It was written by an Anglican bishop. Okay. Super great stuff, man. Yeah, super great stuff. Yeah. Okay, so the church throughout Judea and J- Galilee and Samaria. So where? Judea, Galilee, and Samaria yep. enjoyed peace without persecution. Hmm. Because they're doing the commission. <laughs> How long do you think this is going to last? About two years. Yeah, right? it's not very long. It's going to last about two years, right? <laughs> Until they get comfortable. Until, right. So then they, so are you seeing the pattern here? So we do, and we get comfortable, and then they pushed out. It's not the church of Jerusalem was comfortable for about two years, and then persecution came. Then they pushed out into Samaria mm-hmm. and Judea, which is that Galilee is also past Samaria. Galilee's up toward the Sea of Galilee. is It's right. beyond Samaria. Samaria's like halfway between. So we're almost pushing up towards the Syrian border. Mm-hmm. And now, not, now Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, they enjoyed. It didn't say that the Jerusalem church didn't have any persecution. We right. know they already were. Right. Then as soon as they got to the next level out of the commission, they experience peace without persecution. And they were being built up in wisdom and virtue and faith, walking in the fear of the Lord. What's the fear of the Lord? Is to hate, evil, adversity, affliction, mm-hmm. calamity, great, great, and the comfort and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit and continue to grow in numbers. This is the exact same thing that happened in Jerusalem until they became inward focused. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. There's a great outpouring of the Spirit. The name of Jesus is preached. Healings happen. Power comes. Churches are established. And God gives you, expects you within two years to increase in wisdom and in stature and virtue and faith. Your baby Christians, he wants you to grow up. Mm. You get a couple of years where you're like in a bubble. Mm. Problem is, you people want to just stay, stay in the there. bubble. Right. It, do, it doesn't work that way. Hmm. You, the commission, he gives you time to get up to speed. To go, He gave Paul 15 years to get up to speed before he went to the uttermost parts of the earth. So he's very, and a lot of times people think that that's, you know, for Paul, let's just say personality-wise, he's a zealot. You saw what he was doing, man. He's like, give me some arrest warrants. I'll go up there and get them. Right. That's his personality. Right. He's a go-getter. He's driven. He's going to have the same do. attitude He's for got this. the same attitude. Yeah. For him to wait for those 14 years is probably driving him insane. That must have been torture, yeah. Yeah. But he goes with what the ring is. How many of he jumped out there before God told him to go? And we'll see this later on that the Holy Spirit says, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas and send them on this journey. They don't go until then. Mm. If you try to jump out in front... You're going to end up killed or in prison. God didn't tell me to go out to some country that's closed to the gospel. I'm not going into China. Mm-hmm. I'm not going into Iran. If he tells me to, I will and it'll be successful. If I just dream one up and decide, well, those people in China and Iran need the gospel, I'm going to go. Right. Go you into all the world. I'm going to end up in prison or dead. Like any other knucklehead that would do Any to other do, knucklehead that would yeah. do Right. Yeah. And Despite go, their good intentions. The good intent. Many of people die yes. with good intentions. Yeah. Are you following this? I'm with you. This is about the name of Jesus. Right. Don't take the name in vain. Taking it in vain is either running ahead or staying behind. We've talked about this in the yeah. walking of the Lord right. series. Remember what we were, Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it. He, as a shepherd, can't protect you if you fall way behind the flock as the flock's moving from point A to point B. Right. Or you decide, I'm going to run up and be the first one there. Yeah. And the wolf gets you. Right. 
I mean, either way, you got to stay. You got to stay in where he's telling. Right inside right, the boundaries of where in his he's, protection. Correct. And, yeah, and his guidance and all that. It's so. E- it this sense. is so easy. It's just so easy. We make it so hard. But the flesh wants action. Right. The flesh has to have action. We can't stand. You know. The flesh wants action, but the mind. Fears change. Correct, and so there's so we're the, battling right. so those we're battling two those things. things. And what you need to do is just grow up spiritually. Right. The carnal mind fears change. It does. I, I the carnal say. mind. Yeah. Right. So if you grow up spiritually, you become spiritually minded, and you have a spiritual mindset, and you just do what the rhema is, what your conscience tells you, what you perceive to do, and then you'll grow from this level of faith to the next level of faith. You and I were kind of talking about this week. You know, there was a big milestone in, um, you know what the family business is. And you were like, how did you feel? And right. I was like, I didn't feel anything. It was just a normal day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, and it's, and it's, I'm almost 54 years old and I'm, I'm looking at him like, it's taken me literally from the time I was 24, where I first started learning literally about walking in faith until now it's taken me 30 years where I'm like a hundred percent. I'm, I'm actually at rest in peace and joy. I don't have to drum it up. I don't, you know, we're on the way to this meeting where this, pivotal you know meeting is and i'm like we're not praying we're not listening to the word we're not like oh god help us we're just i mean i was like listening to driving tunes you know right i and i'm specifically i told drew i'm, I'm specifically we're not uh, normally we do listen to the word or we do you know worship and we're, i'm not doing that on purpose today mm. because i believe god is our, this deal is already done i believed it was done nine months ago yeah and we don't have to do any of this, you know, religious hoop jumping. Right. Just, in fact, I'm going to do the opposite to seal today. The deal. Right. Yeah. I'm going to listen to 80s on 8 on Sirius XM the whole way. I'm going to listen to like Cindy Lauper and the Thompson <laughs> Twins, and, and we're going to go and and then and the, and it went exactly how we saw it. You know, we believed it would go when we believed God, and then you just then you leave. Right. It's taken me 30 years to get here, though. Yeah. I don't expect anybody else to, but I'm helping you walk through the process. And don't beat yourself up if you're not there. Mm. Just keep at it. It took Paul 15 years before, and I'm, you know, twice as bad as Paul. It took me 30. Because a lot of times we put this stuff out here, and it's like you, you almost feel like you got, I can't do that, or you just jump ahead, and, or, you know, in your mind, I need to be out doing, you know right. what I mean? You're trying to keep up with somebody else. Right. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm yeah. not telling you to do that. I'm, I'm, we're trying to, inc- you know, stir you up and get excited about this, but you have to do the work. And there's a lot, 15 years, think about that. The Apostle Paul, no one ever talks about this. Yeah. For 15 years. And 10 I've literally of those, never heard, I mean, until this morning, yeah. I, I didn't know that. 10 years he's working in the family business making tents, going to college, probably at night. Mm. but he's growing up spiritually because you can't send a novice to the uttermost parts of the earth. Right. He's going to, he's got to be before Kings. See, a lot of times when you get the rhema, God will tell you what the, your assignment is. You're not ready for it. He told <laughs> Joseph in the dream, you know, everybody, you're going to, everybody, sun and the moon, the stars are going to bow down to you. It took him 15 years to get to where he could right. pull it off. Right. And other things have to happen too. Aside from you, right? right? There's other things. There's other parts that are yeah. moving around. It's not I mean, like it's a static thing. Correct. Gonna, yeah. You're not living in a vacuum. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like I want to put that out. That no, that's good. There's a lot of dead time in the Bible. Like, just 10 years. We just, he's yeah. 10 years in Tarsus. But it's built that way for a reason. Like, there's, like you said, there's things you have to do to grow up. There's things you have to yeah. learn. Skills you have to gain. Perspectives you have to understand. Right. Wisdom, knowledge. All those things. Right. All that. And so he's practicing in Tarsus. I'll say this. It's a low 
value. As there's no risk. He's in his hometown. He's with his right. own people. He's using the name of Jesus. He's learning how to operate in the name of Jesus. Hmm. So that he could go before Caesar. Right. So that he could like get beaten and thrown into the, the basement of a dungeon in Philippi and have the earthquake come. So when he goes before Caesar, it's not, he's not, the moment's not too big. It's just like, what's well, me? When I'm like, right. well, how did you feel? It's like I'm any like, other I meeting. didn't feel. It was like a normal day. Any other day. That's what you asked me. How yeah. do I, I'm like, I'm yeah. literally, it's normal. And I started listing off things that happened in 2020 right. that shouldn't have happened. I'm like, and then 15 <laughs> other things on top of that. This is how we live now. Right. It's, it. God shows up. I don't have to even think about it. Mm. I'm not worried. I don't have to drum something up. I don't have to, you know, oh, God, you know, and I spend all this time in prayer. I My prayer time is private worship. I'm not asking him for stuff. When I do, the petitions are few and far, right. and they're well thought out. Right. When I And they're on my prayer board. Right. right. So when I have a petition, I put it up there. I think it out. What is exactly what I'm asking him for? When I ask him for it, then I pray until I'm like, okay, you said that I would, you know, this lines up with your will. I feel it, you know, I'm perceiving this is the right thing, and then I'm done with it. I thank you, Father, that it's done. Now it's on the thank you board. Mm. That's the thing, right? So this operating in the name. I already said the name of, you know, I put Jesus' name. I even signed his name at the bottom of my prayer board, right, because I'm submitting my petition to God in the name of Jesus, and now I don't even have to think about it anymore. I just thank him that it's, it's done. Mm. And it shows up when it shows up. Right. I ain't worried about it. But it took me 30 years to get to that point. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And it took Paul 15. Right. So I'm not... So don't rush. Don't, don't rush. Just, don't get, don't just get, do the thing that you got to do yeah. today. Yeah. To, to, and I can't even tell you... I mean, you, you've been with me for like 15 years of those 30. And you've seen like days where I'm like frustrated and it's not working or I don't think it is or I'm not, you know... You've seen me go through all that. Sure. I have too. Right. I'm not. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, you witnessed yeah. it with me. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm not doing another one. You know, it's like I'm not writing one more book. I'm not writing. Right. I mean, how many times you heard me say that? And then like you're like, yeah, okay, Andrew, whatever. Because then you're writing another book, right? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not doing another podcast. And then you know, two weeks later, I'm doing a podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, you've been with me when we've been through all that stuff. Yeah. It in looking back, it doesn't seem like it was all that long. No, in I'm the like, moment it right. seems like it's an in eternity. The, when you're in the when you're 30 seconds, it's like doing a, a plank or a wall sit. <laughs> 30 right. seconds seems like forever. Right. But I'm looking back in like 15 years is not that hard. But there was a lot of stuff. That's the pruning and the like. Mm. I didn't have to go through any of those things. Mm. It was my shifting trust that put me in the middle of those things. Mm. So now there is no shifting trust in the name of Jesus. It's, it's over. Right, but you got to, for you, each individual has to get yourself there. I can't, I don't have any authority over your faith. My faith can't be your faith. My right. walk isn't your walk. Right. I'm not comparing myself to you or to anybody else. I'm, you just got to keep going with God, keep walking with the Lord, right? And know that this is at, you know, at when you're on that yellow brick road and you finally do get to where you, you know, practice where you are so that you could be in front of Caesar or a king or whatever. So when it happens, it's really not a big deal. Yeah, You're it, like, how did you feel? Nah, I didn't feel anything, man. Yeah. Well, because you had had, not that you had that meeting before, but you had a lot of others like it. Lots of meetings. Lots of meetings. There's a lot on the line. We've done this before. We've right. done a it's lot a on the line, and God always shows right. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, uh, remember the scene in Hoosiers? When the, the and for those of you who don't, it's a basketball movie from the, back in the 80s, but the, the, the small town team that, 
played an old beat up gymnasium yeah. and basically, you know, practice in a barn is playing at the um to the Butler Field House and it's like the state championship is a big pro yeah. yeah it's it's where Butler Butler plays right, it's yeah. huge and so the first thing that the coach Gene Hackman's the actor plays the coach goes out and they're all the kids are they walk out on the floor and they're like wow it's, the it's, pretty, it's like a, it's, awe yeah. this. he goes hey uh hey Jim hit me that tape measure real right quick. right and he goes how tall right. is that basket? Yeah, so they get a couple of kids that come up his shoulders, and they have, yeah, coach, it's 10 feet. He goes, oh, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, measure that, that free throw. Let's measure that. They're like, yeah, it's, it goes just you know, 12 feet. He goes, huh. huh. Yeah, How tall is our basket back home? 10 feet. Yeah. How tall is our free throw? Free throw? Yeah, 12. He goes, okay. All right. And they're all like, okay, uh, we get it. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Because a lot of times you'd be overwhelmed with that sure. kind of stuff. Right. But, yeah. So, and God will never throw you in over your head. Right. He says he'll never give you anything more than you could bear. So you got to kind of walk into it, right? It's right. step by step. Faith from faith to faith, we grow from glory to glory, from this level of glory to the next level of glory. Mm. And um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of feeling like well, we need to put that out because no, a lot of these times we put this. You know, we're saying this what the target is. That's the right. ultimate target. But there's a lot of work to go. I'm just telling you not uh, how not to do. You know, and should do we what? should we really enjoy the process and the journey? Yes. I mean, that's the whole point. The, the, the destination you get there. How many times do you hear somebody, somebody accomplishes something great and they get there and they feel empty because they were so focused on what that target was. They right. didn't appreciate all the moments, all the work. And then all, the, they hit that target and then they don't have nothing, they have beyond, nothing beyond it. it. Sure. Right. So my target is always, like, that's why I have a 300 year plan, right? Yeah. I mean, 500 year plan. <laughs> yeah. But my, my ultimate target is really just to always be willing to yes. be obedient in every moment, in every moment, yeah. every moment. Because um, don't you think if you if you have that approach, whatever you can think up and imagine, he can do bigger. Right. Remember the guy at the he's asking for a couple of coins in his cup, <laughs> right. and God's like, "I'll tell you what, I'll let you, I'll get you up walking and working. How about that? Yeah. Like that's so yeah. much better. So much better. Right. So I don't want to limit God with my little puny thing. Because maybe that guy was thinking, you know what, I got five dollars just say, boy, what if I could get like eight dollars? It'd be amazing. Right. It would maybe be I amazing. Could double it and get ten. Yeah, oh, wow, that's just crazy. Or you could like, get up and thinking, walk and right. That's but that's thinking big on that guy's scale. Correct. And we all do the same all, thing. I'm the I'm the same way. It took me yeah. thirty years to get my big my thinking uh, big enough for my faith could match it as well, right? So that's it's, you got to believe that it could happen. You can't just imagine one up like yeah. without believing it could happen. And it takes a it's a process. Paul was in this process for fifteen years. Hmm. Or 14 years. On the 15th year, he started. Yeah. Right. So, in the when you're reading Acts, it's the highlight reel. I'm glad you mentioned that because it it seems like it could be like four different movies, like almost put together. Right. It's sense. just a so, highlight reel. There's yeah. a so with God, it's just, it's almost it, it's like being in combat. Right. Combat is long, long, long stretches of utter boredom, waiting for something to happen, interrupted by short blips of sheer terror. Mm-hmm. Most firefights are over in you know seconds, not even minutes, but even if it lasted minutes, or even if it lasted a day. Think about a day compared to 15 years. Right. Even if a campaign lasted three weeks, you're still not going to be under fire that whole entire three weeks. The other side has to go to the bathroom and eat too. You, you know, so you, you, are you <laughs> yeah. following this? Yeah. So what we have in our mind that it's just going to be like you're it's redlining. Constant. It's yeah. not. Yeah. And in fact, those 
interruptions are that's why I write them down when they happen, mm. no matter how small or big, so I could go back and look at them because you tend to forget that these things happen. Right. Right? Where God showed up and God showed up and God showed up and God showed up. Um because there's long stretches of time where there's nothing, it seems like nothing's happening. He's moving other parts around the board, like you were talking about, yeah. to set you up if you'll be willing and obedient. And just hitting in there. Right, and in the meantime, do everything you know how to do. Walk in the light that you have. Mm. Right, do, like, the last season. Yeah, don't sit there and do nothing. No, do the nine things. you don't see anything happening. Right, do diligence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Do faith. Yes. Do valor. Do knowledge. Yeah. Do temperance. Do patience. Do godliness. Do brotherly kindness. Do agape. And then cue the wheel up again, right? right. Remember that from like So those are the things that you'd be doing during this time where Paul's in between. It sounds kind of like you're you're being and believing. It is. You're, you're being and believing while you're doing right. right. And that's the dis, that's the disciple part is yeah. doing the ninth. That's the discipline. Because the easy thing to do would be say for him to say, Paul, let's just use him an example, say, All right, I got this revelation. I had my life has changed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down to Jerusalem, man. They're going to they they won't they, when they hear what happened to me. They're going to yeah. put me on the front lines. Yeah, man. I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to help change this thing. And what do they do? Hey, uh, that's you need to nice. Go home, man. You need to get out of here before they kill you. And how easy for him to be like, okay, well, that was cool while it lasted, and then just or be bitter, right? right and be, just be done. Just be right. done with it. Well, that stuff is. I just go. You know, I was something when I was a Pharisee. <laughs> right. I'm a nothing now that I'm a right. Christian. I'm right. um, kind of, look at all I gave up. Right. Now I'm back here sewing these tents. Yeah. You know, I didn't go to college for nothing. I mean, I've got a, a law degree, and now I'm getting a, you know, a doctorate of philosophy from the greatest, one of the greatest universities in the empire, and I'm over yeah. here sewing tents, and they don't even care. Right. I mean, you get out of that pity party. Seriously. It's so people, easy to do that. I don't see anything happening, God. Oh, God, I don't see. He's just doing his nine things. Right. Right. And well, how do you know, Andrew? Because go read all the books that he wrote in the Bible. It, it worked out, too. Yeah. But he, God will never put you in this. What I've said before, I wouldn't ever take anybody into combat that isn't ready. Hmm. You can't believe God for a million dollar deal if you can't believe him for five dollars in your gas tank. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's, no, right, right. Point. I mean, if you're like, yeah. oh God, how are we going to get the electric bill paid? Then well, you're probably you're not ready to go out and do a billion dollar deal somewhere. Yeah. So just start where you're at. Mm-hmm. No condemnation. Just work with what you have. This is the, like the parable of the talents. Take what you do have in your hand and double it. Right. Increase it. Right. Whether it's your you know, effort, your focus, your knowledge, your diligence, yeah. your faith. Right? Double it. Do your self-discipline. Don't hide it under the ground and be scared because then I'll just give back what, you know, right. I kind of feel like we need to stop and kind of yeah. hang out and stay this because, you know, I don't want any. My goal isn't to get people in condemnation that they're not out using the name. You should be using it where wherever you are. Right. I'm not telling you go to the uttermost parts of the earth. Paul Paul was the guy for that. Yeah. God got him. He found a yeah. guy. Like everyday life, you got the sniffles. Use the name. Right. Right. I mean, you're right. You're I don't a, tolerate an issue any- with the with the relationship. Correct. Use the name. Anything that anything in that area of the, the seven redemptive. Parts of, of peace, we should be using his name in those things, whether they're big or small, especially when they're small. Yeah, because if you can't, like I said, if you can't believe, you know, God to heal a zit on your face, probably a tumor is going to be a big push for right, you. Right. That you know, 
And if you need help, come ask me. I mean, I had somebody ask me this morning. They were ready to, they're just at the end of their rope on the other side of the planet could contact me and I'm stirring up faith in them. Call yeah. out on the name. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the U S I'm not in Kenya. I can't help you right now. Right. But I know who can. Right. And I, my Bible says that if you call on the name of Jesus, he will show up. Mm. I was showing you that text, right? Mm-hmm. And w- She's on the side of a road. She's got two kids. She's been evicted. She lost her job with COVID. Her husband left her, and she has nothing, not a dime, no nothing, not even food to eat. It's been like a couple days since they've had food. She doesn't know what to do. She's like, I'm ready to kill myself. It would just be better to go to heaven. Mm. I mean, like we said, we wouldn't kill ourselves, but it's better to go to heaven. A lot of people would say that. Well, I'm like, listen, I all I can do is like we know that the Bible says that He's faithful and true. His word says that he will supply all your needs. You need shelter and you need food right now. The banks are closed in Kenya. Even if I could send you money, I can't. Right. There would be, and it would take seven days to do the international transfer. I would gladly give it to you, but that's not going to help you seven days from now. She'll be dead. Let's just call on the name. So we walked her through, say this out loud. And I typed out exactly, and then she taped it in a voice message so I could hear her saying it to me oh. and I could hear her yeah. playing it back, crying out to the name. Yeah. And I said, I agree. He's going to show up literally like within from the beginning to the end of this conversation was three hours and like 12 minutes. Somebody came in Kenya and gave her $200. Now that's unheard of even in America, but she <laughs> got $200 in the middle of the night in Kenya to have wow. shelter and food and stuff for the babies. And she's like, he's faithful. Thank you so much. Wow. But I didn't do it. All I did right. is t- I could take her, walk to, her through, walk her through the yeah. process and call on the name. He's faithful yeah. and true. He's going to show up. And of course I'm praying. I'm like, father, that's your word. I didn't make it up. Yeah. You said that the righteous wouldn't be seen begging bread. Send somebody to her. You've done it a million times in the Bible. And if a person couldn't get there, then you send a ministering spirit to the heir of salvation. You send an angel to her. I don't care how you do it. It's not my business how it gets done. But as your covenant guy here on the earth, I'm, I'm, I'm making a demand on the name of Jesus. And that's what I did and got her to agree with it. And it works. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? And for us, it's like nothing, but here's somebody on the other side of the planet, literally at the end of her rope, and somebody shows up in the middle of the night with 200 bucks so she could get milk and cabbage and potatoes and a place yeah. to shelter her kids. Now, now the goal is to keep her on keep your foot on the gas right. so that your life can turn around and you don't right. get back in this situation where you need an angel to show up in the middle of the right. night. Yeah. But yes, let's use the name. That goes to your thing. Wherever you're at, use the name of Jesus yeah. with authority and confidence because of the basis of the name. Like you could go through the whole thing we did with hypostasis. Jesus didn't get born again in reverse and go into hell and take stripes on all that so this lady could die on the side of the road with her kids. Right. I love the name of Jesus, man. <laughs> like, why would you go anywhere? Like, I'm not. Stop trying to look for a political solution or, a, you yeah. know, a man's system solution. You know, if only I could get another credit line or a different loan or, a, you know, whatever it is. Just go to the Father in the name of Jesus. No matter how small or big it is. It's only big in your mind. It ain't big in God's mind. He's it's definitely still, the biggest big. Yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> what, you know, like the beggar. Oh, I need an extra $2 today. How yeah. about you get up and walk? <laughs> I love that. Man, 
great discussion today, as always. But this, I think, especially they said we, we, it was nice to take a little more time on this and, and discuss what actually was happening, what Paul was going through or Saul was going through in this time period, how it applies to us, and what lessons we can learn from it. I think yeah. that's really, really cool. So, yeah, I didn't want to just skip over yeah, it because uh, a lot of times you just hit the highlights. Yeah. So we're all hey, about that, man. Cliff no, notes, Andrew. We're in no hurry. <laughs> We've got plenty of time to, to cover this and look forward to the next next chapter. Um, for those of you who have questions, please please contact us at yeah. logosuncovered at gmail.com. That's logosuncovered at gmail.com. Hope this helps. We look forward to catching you next time on the Logos Uncovered. Bye for now.